Can the alpha stay in overdrive forever? Can the type A overachiever performance-driven person truly have it all? Every person with these characteristics, and you may be one of them, ends up spending their life trying to answer this question. Every alpha has an underlying belief that they can always achieve more. Maybe they even put their own value in that achievement. And whether they realize it or not, alphas tend to live lives that test those beliefs. Lindy Lewis lived a colorful life as an international marketing representative, real estate agent, and Broadway show presenter. She lived in Berlin and in Los Angeles. She taught herself German and raised three kids on top of it all. But as a full-blooded alpha, she discovered a secret about this personality type. What I found, and, and clearly the disease and the divorce are all sort of, um, I guess, side effects of, of alpha drive, mm-hmm. uh, is you're, you're always in the future. When her body came to a screeching halt, Lindy Lewis answered the lifelong question about alphas, and it was a resounding no. The alpha simply cannot remain in overdrive forever. I was very motivated because I, I didn't want to be a burden to my kids. I didn't want them to have to come home and, you know, push me around in a wheelchair. Like, Welcome back to Kaval the Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for Lindy Lewis's life story. Welcome back to Kaval the Podcast. I'm Kelly Archibald, and I want to thank you for tuning in. We live in a crazy world, so we made this podcast to shine some hope into your life. Our guests have lived through some incredible things, both good and bad, and they want to share their stories with you. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. If you've been inspired or encouraged by these stories, please consider supporting us on Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information about us at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. Lindy's childhood could not have been further from stress. She grew up on an idyllic northern Idaho farm. So the one I really thought about um, remembering was when I was a little girl, we always go to church. We were this big Catholic family. There were four of us. And my parents would hurry and they'd rally and they'd get us all shined up jump in the car and we'd go into church and we'd all be standing there. My parents were trying to elbowing us to behave and be good. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and then there's this little family that would just come in a little boy and a little girl and the mom would be wheeling this dad in the wheelchair, mm. pushing him into church. And then the little boy would sit on there and I, and I, you know, my dad would be like, Oh yeah, that's Dave Pogue. And he's, you know, he's uh, got an autoimmune and he's, um, mm. he's got multiple sclerosis and, and he used to be such a great skier. And it just, it broke my heart. Every mm. time I saw these little kids, I couldn't play with their dad. And um, the irony of life is that mm. that is the disease I have. Wow. And, and I think I wanted, I, the reason I wanted to, cause it just, it segues nicely into just why I even started the recovering alpha female the journey mm. of, of the recovering alpha female. Uh, it is, um, you know, you really, you are what you think you are. You really have to choose your thoughts carefully and that ruminating can be really powerful. So it's kind of a heavier, sad memory, but there's right, a happier right. thing. 
grown up on a, a ranch, you know, and I think probably one of the things that we'd work hard, we'd play hard. So, you know, we were always working because we had a, um, a hay field and a farm and then we would, um, you know, we had a lake property and we'd run around and dive into the, you know, oh, dive wow. in and collect seaweed and, you know, and then we'd play full tilt so but we'd work we'd get up we early get all our chores done and then we'd we'd um play so that was always fun but we had horses and cows and my dad was a veterinarian and so we got to go on all the ranch calls with him and you know help him deliver calves and and you know puppies and those kinds of things and you know put back together dogs that have been hit by a car oh gosh that sounds like a wonderful life it was a beautiful uh, childhood. Yeah, and then I came back here and raised my kids here. Though her roots remained in this world of ranching and playing under the sun, Lindy had an appetite for adventure early on. So did you go away for school? I did. I went, well, I went to Gonzaga University in uh, just not far from here, about an hour and a half from Sandpoint in Washington, and uh, graduated in marketing and PR. Okay. And I went to uh, Europe and lived in Berlin for two years after that. Oh, wow. So what led you to that? An opportunity. I'd okay. like to kind of think I'm a bit of an opportunist and, and something came my way and, and I tended to say yes. Okay. I'm just a full tilt, let's go, sure, kind of gal, fill in. Right. <laughs> so so um, I went over and lived in Berlin and worked. I learned the language first and then uh, worked in a, a hotel uh, and tried to... Um, well, I did get very fluent, but I've lost a lot of it now. Oh, yeah. wow. That is so exciting and so interesting. Um, so were there any uh, interesting experiences in that journey, that part of your journey, going to Berlin? Uh, boy, I would say total um, independence. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I think I really, you know, coming from a real close family where you know we went to kind of three of the four of us went to the same college and you know I went and I was completely on my own and I think what made it even more um independent was the fact that I learned German and nobody can do that for you nobody can help you get a job I mean people can help you get a job or help you do this or that or even you know to get this opportunity so I knew somebody who helped me get in but the fact that I actually learned another language and immersed myself in another culture was it was brave so it really it really helped my confidence I suppose as a as a young woman. Lindy's two years in Berlin were formative during this time she discovered who she was as an individual and the adventures just kept unfolding. Yeah, that is super neat. Um, so then after you did that for two years, is that what you said? Yes. And then did you come back to the United States? I did. Came back, married my college sweetheart, oh. and and then we had three kids. Okay. And, and so over did the you... course of about 15 years, we had three kids. And so did you have a profession in, at that time? I uh, originally, I, I, um, when I, when I was over in Berlin, I was working in one of the hotels, uh, Hotel Intercontinental, and I was doing marketing for them uh-huh. and sales. And so when I came back, I started as an assistant in marketing and sales for, um, the Red Lions. It's a chain out here in the West. And <clears throat> that was, 
um, it was a lot of fun. So I started kind of just as an assistant over here learning. And then I jumped into, uh, strangely, I segued into a Broadway show presenter. So I, I, I started in, in, in group sales in Broadway. And then I ended up becoming a presenter out on the West Coast. And so I would fly to New York and line up shows to, to bring them out in, into our area. Oh, that is so exciting. So what kind of shows did you work on? I love Just all of the Broadway shows. In fact, um, the final series that, you know, we got was, uh, you know, just a huge series was in line. It was Riverdance, Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera, and uh, Les Miserables, which are some of the big blockbusters, and just a beautiful set of shows. So that was kind of, it was really neat. I did that for about seven or eight years, and that was my my total uh goal was always to get phantom out to this this part mm-hmm. of the world because we have a small little theater um and they had to redesign it and build it out to oh, fit wow. the chandelier and it was but we got it and then it was perfect timing for me to change careers and raise the kids okay that is super interesting i love that i love how you just go with the flow <laughs> what what well, presents to you yeah it, it, i am for sure now but it uh you know, a lot of that was very, it was not, a lot of those transitions were hard. You know, transition oh. is not always an easy place for um, an alpha female. Right, right. So then you uh, parented your children. Is that what you said? Yeah. I had three kids and I stayed working with the first two. Uh, and I was actually able to get a corporate daycare started right within the company. Oh, wow. And so I had the kids with me right there. And then um, by the time the third one rolled around, um, you know, the marriage was definitely, uh, had, had its challenges mm-hmm. and I, I just, I could not do three small children, um, mm-hmm. and work the way I was working. Cause you know, I, I'm kind of an all or nothing girl. Yeah. I, I was putting everything into work and then I didn't have much residual for, uh, relationships and children. <laughs> yes, I get that. So what did you do then? Uh, well, I stayed home and that was right at that point was sort of the turning point in our, my, uh, ex-husband and I's, uh, partnership. Um, I stayed home and, uh, worked with the kids and he, um, sort of, you know, moved on a bit and, mm-hmm. uh, we just felt it wasn't, you know, we just didn't continue down the path together. So I moved back home and mm-hmm. the kids were two, five and seven. And I, I started to, that's when I moved back to Sandpoint. Um, okay. And I started just raising the kids, and then I I worked in real estate. Shortly after her third career pivot, Lindy noticed that the stress in her life was building. It was a lot to handle on top of a divorce and relocation. She tried to keep pressing forward, as she always had. But this time, something was different. Real estate was super energizing. I absolutely loved it because I could sell the lifestyle so well here. Mm. Um, But... Uh, it's very stressful. Yes. So it is, it is, you are always on. And as a single mom, that was really challenging because I had to always be available mm-hmm. for um, a client. And yeah. I had three little kids and, and to try to leave them. I mean, I was just, I mean, there was such a pressure cooker going on inside the body mm. that I, um, I really, uh, I could kind of feel it bubbling and, and then, um, it really, it, my body just actually couldn't, couldn't keep up. And that's when the MS came into a total, total flare. Oh, and wow. so I just quit, quit real estate. So what did that look like? Like if you were describing it, like what did, what did you feel? What were your symptoms? Um, there was, you know, I think I've always had symptoms 
mm. you know, looking back, even in college, um, there was a numbing throughout the body that would just sort of um, come and go in my lower back and fronts of my legs. Mm-hmm. And that was one from college. But what happened when I, you know, when I was doing the real estate career, of course, I was, you know, right. 38 and I had to hike to the top of the mountain yes. in 38 minutes, you know. Yes. And so I was very still alpha drive, like had to get up there. And it was all about, you know, quantity or quality versus quantity with the kids. And, and I was just, you know, crossing all the check box, checking all yes. the boxes and, um, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and, um, and, and so when I would hike, I'd start to notice my foot dropping, like, and, and I'd stumble, especially mm. coming down. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, it wasn't really a very, uh, safe coming right. down, t- down the mountain because I, I would just stumble and okay. try to catch myself because the foot just didn't have the range of motion. So the nerve nervous system, and there was numbing on the, in the arms and the neck and kind of down the backs of the arms and just some started to get some real cognitive confusion. So mm. those were the initial symptoms. I'm like, uh Oh, something's going on in the body. And of course, you know, given a back circling back to that little childhood memory, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's the strangest thing, but you, you know, sometimes you don't want to know you're knowing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just knew it. And so I went in and got a spinal tap and, you know, I was, I was coaching soccer and I was busy, young, mm. single mama, you know, we were getting, we were, we were going to just, I mean, I was alpha drive. We were going to not miss a beat. My kids were going to be fine. We were going to be stronger, you know, rise right. strong from this. And, um, a lot of the conversation, you know, we do to just keep ourselves going, which is a right. beautiful quality, but right. it, it's not, it's that alpha drive as I refer to it in my right. books that, um, that it's not sustainable in the body. Mm. And so the body, the body blew and I ended up, um, having to, to leave the real estate world, which, which was very, again, not easy for alphas mm-hmm. to transition, right. uh, especially into a new, you know, uncertain future and yeah. career. And uh, so I stopped uh, the real estate and was home for quite a while and um, just started taking some yoga classes mm-hmm. and trying to ground myself in a very frenetic, fast paced uh, body, mind. You know, I have a right. very, very active head. Right. And, So I had to kind of learn that there was value in slowing down and less is more. Though Lindy had discovered some of her beautiful qualities during her time in Berlin, she now found that they were miles ahead of what her body could handle. In fact, they had been for years. And both her body and her family were showing the signs. Okay, you keep referring to alpha. Yes. Now, what do you mean by that for our listeners? Sure. Yeah, so... You know, it's a, it's kind of the metaphor that I have, have, have been using and it just works. So the, the type A personality, mm-hmm. the, the person out there who is driven to perfection and the mm-hmm. minute you hit that perfect uh, milestone, the bar just gets raised. Mm-hmm. You just are constantly, ex, you know, just frantically, um, driven to to please to achieve mm. to get the accomplishments and the accolades and the plaques and the pats on the back mm. and um it's just it's a wonderful wonderful personality mm-hmm. uh trait but again what i found and and clearly the disease and the divorce are all sort of um I guess side effects of of alpha drive mm-hmm. uh, is you're you're always in the future. You're always trying to control. Mm-hmm. You, you know the things around you and the surroundings, and you know 
there is no there is no certainty. And as I started to kind of unwind the mind and slow down and learn about the body, um, I, I saw the healing starting to happen in the body. So mm-hmm. that is the alpha personality. It was that type A, just mm-hmm. push, 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 go, 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 mm-hmm. you know, qua, uh, quality or quantity and quality. It was with, with kids. It was all about, you know, just I'll spend, you know, five minutes. We'll have a really great story time. And then I'm going to go rather than just kind of hanging out with mm-hmm. the kids. And, and I've really reversed that over the years. Yeah. Wow. And do you think that you would have come to the stopping point or the slowing point if it hadn't been for your body saying, hey, slow down? I love that you asked that, Kelly, because, um, you know, I, 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 that is such a difficult question to answer. But no, I don't think I would have. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would have continued to push and push and push, yeah. you know, maybe even pushing my kids into, you know, the right sport, the right mm, college, the right, right dinner, you, you know, yeah. so, you know, I think, um, I'm not sure if I would have, cause I am, I mean, I'm still alpha. I mean, that's, right. that's the truth. I mean, it's not the recover, the book is not the recovered alpha. It's the recovering, you yes, know, and it's just, yes. it's a personality type that I have learned to just temper and to mm. bless, but it, it also really has been so pivotal to just understand that that you know it's 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 the fight or flight mm. aspect so that alpha personality is that fight or flight constant yeah. fight flight or freeze cruising right. and right. and what i've learned to really nurture and bring totally forward in my life is as i refer to it as the walk of grace and it is that parasympathetic nervous system that rest digest function mm. of the body okay and so explain to us what that means So again, we have, I mean, and this is science, our bodies have the two uh, nervous systems and well, we have many different facets, but the the sympathetic is the fight or flight. So it's the go, go, go. It's like, you know, the lion is chasing an antelope and the antelope's got to run. So it's got, or the lion's got to run. So it amps up, it goes on the chase and then it comes and it just lays in the grass and it restores and it rolls and it Mm -hmm. just, it just like, we'll sleep for two days, you know, Mm -hmm. to like recover. And I never gave myself any recovery time. And this parasympathetic nervous system that I'm talking about is that time when the lion just rests in the field and, uh, or, you know, any, in an animal kingdom, this is a very standard, you know, chase, uh, uh, dynamic. And, um, for me, I just learned that that rest, I learned to introduce that. It's very difficult though, because especially when you're used to getting all of your value externally, you know, you're, Mm. you're used to getting the, the, the accomplishments, the paychecks, the pats, that sort of thing. And, um, and then you just kind of, you know, I mean, I remember one of the hardest things I had to learn was that it's okay to do nothing. Wow. And for an alpha, that's it's just like, yeah, what are you talking about, Willis? Lindy bravely made a countercultural decision for herself and her children. This ladder that she had been trying to climb her whole life had to become a thing of the past. Lindy chose to settle into where she was in life and so. Okay, I love that you said that you found your value externally. So what did you shift to? Um, Well, that, you know, that is completely, you know, just circling back to when the body blew up and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what happened. I mean, the body just absolutely collapsed and Mm -hmm. on the heels of a very stressful divorce, um, the body just could not keep 
keep going. And um, so I had to um, really learn to slow down. And I remember, you know, when I went into my doctor, I remember him saying, yeah, I, I thought for sure he'd be like, oh, you're a poster child MS gal. You got this. The MS has gone into hibernation and you are good. And instead he said, wow, we've got to change your medications. There's a newer, more powerful one out. You've got progression down the spine. If you're not careful, we'll lose mobility of the leg. You know, and I'm just sitting there going, what are you talking about? Like, I'm doing great. He's like, well, you know, I mean, I think there's some anxiety in the body. And I'm like, I'm not anxious. I'm great. You know, I mean, you know, it's just like I wanted to just, I'm like, no, everything's fine. So this whole external um, appearance that I was putting out, like that it was together. And, and really, I was doing such a disservice to my body's healing process. Mm. I mean, because I, I didn't give it any of that, you know, lay around in the field and rest and restore right. and renew and, you know, digest your food. And um, wow. so what I had learned, and that's, again, at, at that moment in time, I, I was sleeping and I woke up and I just kind of had a little tab and said, you know, you'll just be the recovering alpha female. And so mm. that journey started, I don't know, you know, the thought probably came about 11 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's been a series to learn it and then to write the books, you know, and, and then, and it's that whole concept of shifting from external mm-hmm. to internal value. So all of the value now and the ahas that I write about in the book have been each really a lesson and a story as to how I came to that mm-hmm. uh, place of appreciating less is more and allowing my body the, I mean, finding value in just uh, doing nothing, sitting and playing cards with the kids and yeah. relaxing, um, wow. truly trying to find relaxation. Wow. So when you started this journey, what were the changes that you made in your lifestyle to help that along? Well, I, uh, first thing of course was to just, I left corporate America. I just, I just hard ride it out of it. And I figured, you know, nothing's more important than my health. And I was very motivated because I, I didn't want to be a burden to my kids. I didn't want them to have to come home and, you know, push me around in a wheelchair, like, you know, my yes. childhood memory. Yes. Um, and so I, I was really determined to, um, uh, slow down and, and try to find a career that would support a healthier walk. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, you know, really diving into the yoga and I started teaching yoga. And then I realized, you know, I was really successful at teaching the yoga. Mm. Um, and, but even that I managed to kind of alpha up, you know, yeah. and made it a workout rather than just this restorative practice. Mm. And, um, and I herniated a disc. And so then I was down for the count again. Oh, <laughs> I was yes. like, holy cow, you know, I, sometimes we go down hard. When you're yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, so it was, it was an opportunity again for me to say, all right, it's, it's the beliefs that I'm holding mm. that I'm not enough that, that I, I have to, be more somehow. And, and it was this whole concept of just really learning to just um, embrace the now and celebrate the magic in the moment and be grateful for this moment in time, mm-hmm. each beautiful day. I mean, it's, it's sort of so cliche, but it, it really is where the magic happens and the healing and mm-hmm. the good connection comes forward in this space. As Lindy fought back the continuous urge to perform and achieve, she discovered the value in just being a human. A new love for herself began to blossom. And with that, she also found a new kind of love for other people. And so what, um, 
as far as your relationship with your children, how did it change that? Uh, you, you can see it in all three. Mm. So they're there and, and just the way I parented. So I, I started the recovery journey when my oldest was about maybe in middle school mm-hmm. and the younger two younger, a little bit younger. And you can see progressively how I was able to be a different parent wow. hold this and watch them unfold rather than try to mold. And my oldest definitely had more of the molding. And now he has, interestingly, I would say, you know, I've, I've almost created a warrior and an overachiever, you know, mm. and it's not me. I mean, it is the world that it's, I mean, right. we live in alpha drive. I mean, our right. world is, is, is nothing but intense and full speed and instant. And, you know, I'm, it's hard to convince people that there's so much value in the slowing and the softening and, you know, spending, it is all about the quantity of time you spend with your kids. You know, I started introducing card games, you know, and that was so fun because those were the moments that we would have some pre- some good little uh, morsels of what's going on in their heads would come mm. forward. And it's getting to know them. Yeah, very much, very much so. And, yes. and having that space where you get to that know space, them. Exactly. That's so one of the wise. ahas I write about in the first book, which was a very this was a pivotal one. So each each aha in each book has their 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 a lesson and there's a story with each one of the ahas. But um, one of the ones I had to learn and I did not didn't understand it. I mean, I'd have you know somebody kind of say, "Yeah, well, I'll hold space for you," and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't really get that." But basically, I mean, really, they just hold this space for non-judgment and Mm. a total complete acceptance and and that's what I learned to do with my kids because I had people start to do this for me and that's what I do now as a coach and in in my own life um in the workshops and things that I do is I I provide that space of just letting people unfold and we Mm. hold that sweet container of safety and non-judgment and that is a gift in this world because there is not you know, that is not everyday thinking, I should no. say. No. <laughs> and I think, um, I think leaning in and listening to someone else's story is something that is so important, but so lacking. Um, and I, I well, love it. I love what you're saying. Well, I, I love what you're saying because, you know, in Alpha Drive, when you're, when you're, when you're running and chasing after your hunt, so to right. speak, you're not you're not hearing it. They can tell you all day long, but they don't, you're not hearing anything. You are focused on the, you know, the prize. And, and that's, I think our world, we're also focused on the prize, even though we don't necessarily know what it is. Right. We don't want the magic to happen. We don't let the unfolding to just become. Mm, absolutely. Wow. So when, um, in all of this, like your diagnosis and health issues, those are pretty devastating. So what gave you hope during those times? Um, well, that is a a really great question because I mean, yeah, you just get hit and hit down and hit down again. And, and, and let me tell you, I have nothing but so much love and respect for any single parent out there because it is the hardest job I've ever done. Yes. And, and probably will always have, but, um, yeah, it, it honestly was, I think that's part of that, that, uh, that, um, personality that Mm. outfit's like you know we can 
we can spin up pretty good, you know, because mm. we are driven. And so there's yeah. a great, we there's a real beauty in that personality trait. Yeah. So, um, and then just starting to just really, uh, one of the ahas in the first book was, um, if it's a fight to fit, it's the wrong fit. Mm. And that aha was all about shedding friendships that held me in that overachieving space mm. or had expectations of the friendship or you know it just it just wasn't um it wasn't it was too fast it was you know the skate crowd where I was you know wanting to party on the weekends or whatever it was and I had to let a lot of those friendships yeah. go not that I didn't love them but it just right. didn't support the new journey that I was embarking on okay say that again what was the aha if you fight to fit Wow, that is some wisdom right there. <laughs> Every one of these ahas are. It's amazing. I mean, it's okay to do nothing. I mean, that's wisdom. Get to know your knowing. But yeah, it's a fight to fit. It, and that I even had to apply that one in my family because there was a you know a a situation where I just I wasn't fitting in that aspect of the family, and I had to just say bless it and thank it and move to a different place with it. And mm. and that's hard. It's hard to do, but yeah. you do that in the quiet. You do that in the moment of, mm. of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. So what is your day like today? What is your life like today? Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. Well, okay. This is the, this is why we do this. This is why the beautiful Alpha uh, wants to start the recovery journey. And again, once the alpha, I call it, in book two, I call it the alcoholic. We're always going to be an alpha. We are an alcoholic. We're driven by the checklist and the things that we get done. But what's so crazy, and and the whole brand I built on, on, you know, is let your color out. And it's really just being more unique and more Mm -hmm. of your, and I spell unique, Mm Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-U. And the more you start to do this, it is amazing how things just sort of open up to you. And so as I started to, you know, shed the different various friendships and try to find, you know, people who enjoyed, you know, less is more or, or right. friendships for my kids that would enjoy just, you know, playing cards or doing a little, I call it softening the edges of, of, of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyway, color is colored up. So today I have built an incredible, um, <laughs> Uh, garden. So gardening oh. is my thing. And I got 80 peonies. I'm starting a peony oh. farm and we are planting peonies all day. And so I have 80 roots. I, I've already planted 30, but I've been bringing topsoil in the last couple of days and we are making, I'm making a peony farm. Wow. Oh, oh no, my right? goodness. So I'm back to my roots, but I just, I love yeah. peony because it's a Memorial Day flower and I really honor the wisdom that has gone before us. Wow. And they're so beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, so magic. They're yeah. magic, Kelly. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> okay, okay. I love it. I will have so many peonies. But oh. yeah, the roots were just, there was an old heirloom farm that was digging, tilling it up. You know, a lot oh. of farms are changing over to coffee or wine or whatever. And and so I just went and grabbed those um, peonies. It was a dear friend of mine, uh, her childhood farm. And they actually are still a farm, but they were digging up one of their fields. I'm like, I'll come get the roots. Oh. So I went and got their roots. And that's why I thought, I'll, and I've got this field. And I, you know, I just create as I go. And I think that's the beautiful mm. thing about stepping into uh, the recovering journey is, and the walk of grace, it's really the walk of grace and letting your color out. Mm-hmm. You really start to create from authenticity. It's just wonderful. Yes. And it just, it's, it's really, it's relationships are richer. Mm-hmm. Um, your contact with your kids. I mean, you've raised very independent children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, and 
you know, that's yeah. bittersweet because they're out doing, you know, one's mm-hmm. living in Albania, one's in the Navy, oh. and one's getting her chiropractic debris in Iowa. So, oh, wow. you know, it's it's a hard, it's a, it's a, it's a hard place because I want them home, but on right. the other hand, I just continue to color my world. From her wonderfully slow life pace, Lindy is able to look at the past with gratitude and the future with hope. But what she cares most about is the present. She invites every alpha listening to slow down with her. It's the beauty of life that we're all chasing after all. That's why we perform and achieve, because we know there is more. But what Lindy has discovered is that the more is right here, right now. We can simply sit down, take hold of life's beauty, and rest. Yes, yes, absolutely. So what would you like for people to take away from your story? Well, two things, I guess. If you're type A, be so loving and so gentle with yourself. I mean, the type A personality, honestly, the reason we're so driven and so externally defined is because we don't have value for ourselves. Mm. We oftentimes don't think we are worthy, we are enough, mm. um, that there's that we have a uniqueness to us um, mm-hmm. and we're always trying trying to be something different than we are and I want you to really celebrate who we are mm-hmm. um, so that I would say you know if you have an opportunity to you know either look at my website or, or just yes. start the journey there's people all yeah. around this is a not a, a everybody has their own way of expressing it this is right. this is a movement that's kind of nationwide worldwide really mm-hmm. but um, this is just a real easy one to step into it's a very doable language for your head for more information about lindy please go to www.lindylewis.com thanks again for listening to Kavah the podcast it's our joy to share these stories of hope in a confusing world. To keep up with our guests and adventures and podcasting, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also love it if you gave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. It helps us continue to share hope around the world. We are so grateful for our listeners who financially support Kavatha Podcast. If you would like to become a supporter, please consider donating via Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. I would like to thank my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I could not do this without you. You make this happen, and I can't express my gratitude. Maybe you've been listening because you've found yourself in a desperate place. We want you to know that all is not lost. It is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you, those who've waited to find a positive outcome. Please be sure and connect with us via our website or social media. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.